Welcome to Coaching for Creatives. My name is Kirsten Call. I'm a therapist-trained life coach and a children's book author. Together, we'll get the drama out of our lives and onto the page. Let's get started. I'm so excited and a little apprehensive for this very first episode of Coaching for Creatives. As some of you know, for the past two and a half years, I've been podcasting with Picture Book Look and my lovely co-host, Kim Chafee. Shout out to you, Kim. Interviewing authors and illustrators and editors is sensational and beautiful and exciting, and it has been so much fun. But it's time to take a pause so we can take more time for our writing. When we decided to adopt our new quarterly-ish schedule, my husband and my 21-year-old son, James, encouraged me to dive into the coaching podcast arena. So here I am, trying something new in the new year of 2023. In this podcast, I'm going to focus on things that will not only help us in our creative lives, but also just in life. I've been a therapist for 23 years and a mother for 21 years, a children's book author for 10 years, a life coach for two years, and a human being on this planet for 47 and a half years. I've decided the year 2023 will be my very best year yet. I hope that something you hear on this podcast today challenges you, shifts your perspective, and motivates you to make this your best writing year and creative year, and frankly, your best year all around. First, I'm going to ask you some questions, and feel free to press pause and write down your answers or just think about them as you continue to listen. What would be different if this was your best year yet? What would you do? Where would you live? What would your work be? Would you spend more time creating? Would you spend less time creating? Who would you be hanging out with? How would you be spending every moment of every day? I want you to close your eyes and imagine this best day. What would you hear? What would you smell? What would you feel? What would you think? What would you be creating? Would you be writing a book or a blog post, painting or illustrating, composing music, making a beautiful meal, planning a creative lesson plan, telling your children or best friend stories? All of these things are worthy and wonderful and fun. And this is what we want to do. We want to make this year the kind of year that makes us excited to wake up in the morning. So I have five ways to make 2023 your best year. And of course, there are many more than five ways to do this. But here are five ways that have definitely helped me in my life. The first one is gratitude. All of the studies show that people who are grateful are not only happier, but more successful in life. I have five children. And when they were little, as part of their night routine, we required that they tell us as many things they were grateful for as their age. So if they were three, they told us three things. If they were five, they told us five things. And I do this now in my journal. Every day I write down at least five things I'm grateful for. And I try to be specific about moments in my life or relationships and experiences. I also write down why I'm grateful for those things. So some things I've written down lately, I'm grateful for time to write and revise because doing this re-energizes my creativity. I'm grateful I live in a forest because I have the privilege of not only hearing, but seeing all kinds of birds every day through all seasons. I'm grateful that when my minivan died in the parking lot, my husband was available to help me get my son to where he needed to go and also to jump the car. (laughs) 
I'm grateful for the snowstorm because it gives me the excuse to stay in. I'm grateful for kids' hugs because, frankly, I really love hugs. And I love hugging my kids. So doing this every day has trained my brain to recognize more and more things in my life that I'm grateful for. If you're not already writing down your gratefuls, as we call them in our house, I challenge you to start. You won't regret it. And you'll start to notice subtle changes in how you perceive your life. So gratitude is number one. Number two is seek failure. And I know this sounds super strange, (laughs) but as life coach Jody Moore says, success lives in the neighborhood of failure. And to be honest, this is my second attempt at recording this podcast because I had my outline and I recorded it for the first time and it was like nine minutes long. That kind of felt half-baked. So I'm trying again. (laughs) As a children's book author, I've gotten hundreds, maybe even thousands of rejections. My first book, The Raindrop Who Couldn't Fall, came out in 2013 with a small press, which was super, super exciting at the time. But then I had a seven-year dry spell. I submitted over and over and over again, and finally, after six years of rejection, I got my first agent, which was, again, so exciting. I thought I'd made it. (laughs) And this did open up doors in a magical way. I got five book deals with big publishing companies within a two-year period. But I still get rejections. I still get rejections all the time. And none of my writing success would have happened if I had not persisted through the failures. Life coach Brooke Castillo says we should try to accumulate 100 failures. That should be the goal. And once we've met that goal, we've either succeeded or we're very close to success. I decided to do that with my rejections for children's books and definitely overachieved in my rejection numbers. (laughs) So this year, if you're not already doing it, say yes to things that stretch you. Don't be afraid to fail. In fact, make a goal to get at least 100 rejections because those rejections and failures ultimately lead to success. Okay, so we have gratitude and seeking failure. And number three is being intentional. Don't let the momentum of life make your choices for you. Ask yourself, how do you want to show up in 2023? What kind of person do you want to be? What kind of artist and creator do you want to be? Decide who you want to be on purpose. This idea of paying attention and being intentional was transformational for me many years ago when I first experimented with it. When I stop to be metacognitive and think about what I'm doing and how I'm doing it, my life improves exponentially. Thoughts are powerful. We have 60,000 of them a day. And 80% of our thoughts are negative just because we are human beings. It's natural. It's what human beings do. So we unintentionally tell ourselves these negative stories. We say things like, I can't do it. That rejection means I'll never be an author. I'm a failure. I'm not good enough. I'll never learn to do this better. I hear these types of thoughts and negative stories from clients all the time. And the truth is, they are just stories. They are just words and sentences that we tell ourselves. They are thoughts that don't serve us. Luckily, we can choose the stories that we tell ourselves. If we're going to make up a story, it might as well serve us, right? So instead of telling ourselves that we're not good enough, we need to tell ourselves that we are exactly where we're supposed to be. 
when you fail, tell yourself, nothing has gone wrong. I'm supposed to fail myself into success. When you feel like you aren't good enough, tell yourself you're exactly where you're supposed to be on your creative journey. Tell yourself the story of how this year is already shaping up to be the very best year yet. And guess what? Your mind will believe you and you'll be well on your way to intentionally living a successful creative life. Number four is expect miracles. And miracles are happening every moment of every day all around us. We just need to recognize them. They really are everywhere. I had an interesting experience a few weeks ago. We had all five kids home kind of unexpectedly for a few months. So I set up a professional family photo shoot, which was so fun. It was ridiculously easy now that my youngest is 12. After the photo shoot, we went to Olive Garden and we were all dressed up and we were chatting at the table and we had finished eating and we were kind of waiting for a while. And usually when we're waiting for a while, I get up and I try to get the server to help us because I always like to keep moving. (laughs) But this time I thought, you know, I'm just going to enjoy the fact that we're together and we're talking and a woman came up to us, a server, and she said, where did you get your baby shirt? I was completely confused. I was looking around for a baby. I was like, where's the baby? (laughs) And I realized that every single person at my table is adult sized, except for my 12 year old Sammy. And so Sammy was wearing this button down white shirt. And uh, I told her that I got the shirt online because frankly, it is ridiculously difficult to find white button down shirts in the Boston area. I asked her why she needed the shirt. And she said, I'm getting married tomorrow and I need this shirt for my son. I guess I'll try Burlington Coat Factory before the ceremony. So she walked away and I turned to Sammy and I said, you're giving her your shirt. (laughs) His eyes widened and he, he kind of looked at me and went to the bathroom, took his shirt off, zipped his coat all the way to the top of his chin so no one would know that he wasn't wearing a shirt. And he gave me the shirt, which was covered in Alfredo sauce. And I went to give the shirt to this woman. And I said, I'm so sorry it's dirty, but here's a shirt that your son can wear tomorrow. And she was overwhelmed. I was overwhelmed. It was a beautiful moment She hugged me and Sammy and several of my other children and cried with gratitude. And this was one of those miracle moments for me and probably for her too, a moment of connection. And it wasn't hard. It wasn't a real sacrifice for me. All I had to do was notice a need and then answer it. So we have gratitude, seeking failure, intentionality, and expecting miracles. And number five, my last tip for today is finding your word for the year. And this is something that works for some people and doesn't work for others. But for years, I focused on a word for the entire year, and it has really been helpful for me. In the past, my word has been inspire. And that year, I was teaching a lot of picture book classes and also looking for inspiration. So inspire literally inspired me all year long. One year, my word was grow, and I wanted to grow intellectually, spiritually, and also grow my book sales, my book contracts, my coaching and therapy businesses, and also help my children grow up beautifully as well. Another year, I chose illuminate, and all year, I sought light and revelation and insight in my writing, therapy, and personal life. 
One year I chose heal because I wanted to focus on physical and emotional health, particularly to heal from migraines. I invite you to write a list of words that excite you, that resonate with you, make you feel motivated, and then read them aloud to yourself. Which one feels like a word that will help you make this year the best year yet? And you can choose a word and try it on for a day or a week. And if it doesn't feel right, change it to something else. This is the kind of exercise that is wonderful and works for some people, but perhaps not everyone. I'm assuming that if you're a word person like I am, and you love to put words together in a way that will make people feel, then this practice will resonate with you. My 2023 word is embrace. I'm determined to embrace the unexpected, the challenges, the surprises, the struggles, the failures, and the successes. I invite you to join me in embracing all that the year 2023 has to offer you. As we incorporate gratitude, seek failure, do things intentionally, expect miracles, and find a word to focus on for the year, 2023 will be epic. I can feel it. Until next time, keep smiling. If you like what you've heard, go to kirstencall.com. That's K-I-R-S-T-I-N-E-C-A-L-L.com to schedule a one-on-one coaching session with me. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode. And I would love it if you would leave a review. Coaching for Creatives is produced by Kirsten Call. Music and audio engineering by James Call.